Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty Podcast. My name is Nate, and I am by myself once again today. Charlie is allegedly coming back from Mexico today, but who knows? You guys know how that dude is. He could be there for another week for all we know. There's no telling when he's actually going to be back. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, then you must realize that normally we have two people. We have two people that have been best friends for the last 17 years, and we have a pretty good interaction between each other when we're doing the show. So if this is your first episode, I would recommend hitting pause right now, going and finding a different episode, and then listening to that one first. That way you know what this actually sounds like, or maybe you'll like this better. Who knows? At least while you're listening, just keep that in mind. Well, this is the Good Morning Liberty podcast. We talk about life liberty and uh the pursuit of meaning that's our that's our tagline okay so if those things interest you mainly uh life that's pretty important we're founding members of antita we're very anti-death here very much against it today is a is a different episode not only because i'm by myself but also because of the content i'm going to be focusing in on one individual today and really really honing in on all of the ridiculousness that this person has spewed out in only the last few days. It's been a while since we've talked about Bernie Sanders here, the senator, the communist senator from Vermont. It's been it's been a little bit since we talked about him. I, I'll admit that I forgot that I muted him on Twitter. That's why we haven't talked about him very much lately. I actually muted him on Twitter so I wasn't seeing anything anymore from him because honestly, I started to get a little bit too stressed out and it wasn't just him. It's all the people who respond to his stuff and, and, and respond as if what he says is at all factually accurate or is a, something that could possibly exist in reality or any of his ideas haven't already been tried and failed, resulting in the deaths of millions of people several times throughout the past. So. Honestly, I muted him on Twitter because I just didn't want to see it anymore. Well, then it got rekindled over the weekend, just a little bit rekindled over the weekend. And that was mainly because he had a little dust up with Elon Musk. And as you guys know, I'm an Elon Musk fan. Now, I know that he's no libertarian, especially after listening to his latest interview on Joe Rogan where he was talking about all how we need all these federal agencies and regulation and all that. Yeah, okay, he's not a libertarian, I get it. He's got some good ideas, though, and he's hilarious. You know, he is now considered the techno king of, of Tesla, which I think is hilarious. That's the actual title that he has at the company. That's really funny. And who is it? The, uh, the CFO is the master of coin. That's their actual titles at the at the company. I just think that that's really funny, okay? And he does a lot of stuff that's really funny like that. And anyway, Bernie starts attacking. He sends out this tweet. He goes on the attack. And we'll just bring up the tweet real quick. I guess I'll start with this part, and I'll tell you why this got brought back up to me, actually talking about Bernie Sanders. And it's because I follow Elon Musk. And so Twitter shows me things that involve Elon Musk because that's that's just how it works, okay? So here's what Bernie had to say. That's how it started. 
We're in a moment in American history where two guys, Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, own more wealth than the bottom 40% of people in this country. That level of greed and inequality is not only immoral, it is unsustainable. Now, there's a few kind of ironic and sad parts of this. He's saying that it's that level of greed and inequality, not only immoral, it's, they're unsustainable. Now, we've talked about this several times, and I think a lot of people know this, especially if you listen to this podcast. I think a lot of people know it, they don't want to admit it, but both of those guys, their net wealth comes from their stock ownership in the companies. Now, yes, that means that they own that random amount of wealth that is determined by what the stock price is every single day. So if the stock of both of those companies crashed, then their net wealth would drop down to way less, like like 5% of that number or, or something crazy smaller than that number, because that is what all of their, almost all of their wealth is determined by. And what's also interesting about that is the fact that how do you get your stock price to go up like that? Well, actually what happens is a lot of people decide that they are going to give their money to your company so you can turn their money into more money and then they can sell it later on. Now that ends up looking really good for the people who own majority shares in the companies who own a really, really massive amounts of shares for Amazon and Tesla. That ends up looking really good for those people. Well, what's actually happening is people are freely giving those companies money for the most part, they're doing it through their, through all of their pension plans, 401ks, all those retirement plans out there. They're freely giving those companies their money. And what they expect is that later they'll be able to sell those shares and they'll be able to keep the profits off of it. And that's why Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos have so much money. It's not because their companies have been so immensely profitable. In the last few years, their companies have been immensely profitable. Well, for Tesla, it's been like a year. Uh, for Amazon, it's been a few years now. But it's not because those companies just make so much money, because those companies, that hasn't even profited the amount of money that would equal the net worth of those, of those guys. Not even close. So it's not like they've been skimming off the top of the profits. And that's how they have all that money. So where's the greed part come in? Where does the greed part come in? People who work at Tesla get stock options. Uh, you guys remember back when people who worked at Amazon used to get stock options. And what would happen is they had a little bit lower pay scale, but they would be able to get ownership of Amazon stock. Now, it turns out that's not really what people are interested in. What people on that economic playing field are interested in is money right now. So if you're interested in money right now, you're not going to be getting that nice long-term investment of someone who owns stock anymore. And in fact, they got rid of the stock ownership in lieu of raising people's pay to $15 an hour. And that's the decision that the, that the people made. They didn't want to invest and become owners in the company over the long term. They want them paid right now, which means you're not going to have the amount of money that someone who is actually taking risk and ownership in the company is going to have. You're just not going to. We'll get into a little bit more of this in just a minute. So I'm going to try to not get ahead of myself. So we are talking about the Elon Musk thing. 
And obviously been talking about Jeff Bezos too. So Musk has a response to this. Musk is trying to defend himself. He's like, he's out there saying, hey, Bernie, I was just out there defending the powerful of the almighty government on Joe Rogan's program a couple weeks ago. You should go listen to it. I was talking about how you should have power to control other businesses out there. So Musk says, I'm accumulating resources to help make life multiplanetary and extend the light, um, the, the light of consciousness to the stars. Now that's a really big, it's a really big goal, right? I'm going to make human life multi-planetary, multi-planetary. Okay. That's, that's pretty crazy. And consciousness is going to go out into the star. Like, imagine like that's your goal. I'm like, I'm going to stay awake until 7 PM at least. I'm going to stay awake that long. I'm going to try to get a podcast episode done before that really hard. I'm going to try to hit my trading goals for the day add a few new people to the class and uh, try to not gain too much weight, you know, and pretty good. Just imagine me like, I'm going to extend human consciousness into the stars. That's some goals right there. Let me tell you what, but that is how Elon Musk is. Bernie's not interested in this. Bernie wants the money now. He wants it right now. It doesn't matter what the goals of people like Bezos and Musk are. Remember, Bezos' goal also is to use Amazon as a way to fund his space program so he can one day harvest energy off of Earth and stop any of the need to use Earth to produce energy and to harm the environment or anything like that. Bezos is actually out there saying like, hey, you know, climate change, these things are a pretty big deal. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to completely change the way that humanity and the way that Earth harvests energy by harvesting solar energy and mining other places off of Earth and bringing energy back that way. We don't have to do anything to destroy our environment. Bernie's like, ah, you know, the space travel thing, that's cool. But we need to pay for $60,000 tents in San Francisco right now, you know? That's, come on, we got stuff we got to pay for, right? Musk is the same way. Obviously cares a lot about climate change. You guys think that uh, once we get off of Earth and we're able to travel around, that we're not just going to start mining asteroids and other planets and things like that? Like This is a long-term solution to a problem that the left deems an existential threat to humanity. Oh, Like, we're all going to die. This, they're trying to actually solve these problems. And they're like, ah, you know, that's cool. But we really need to reduce rent prices by a few percent so I can win elections. Come on. And that really takes you down to the way that socialists think and that communists think versus the way that capitalists think, whether or not Bezos or Musk are free market capitalists or libertarians or anything like that. That really shows you the difference in how these two ideologies work. Socialism is all about right now. Whatever we have right now, it needs to be distributed amongst all the people. It needs to be averaged down amongst all the people. And today is the peak of humanity and we're going to give away everything. And then it's going to all look, it's going to be amazing. And we're just all going to live off of, uh, I don't know, soup and pudding 
and all kinds of stuff like that. And it's going to be so great. No one's going to have too much and everyone's going to have just barely enough to not enough in the, in the range of just barely enough to not enough. One of, one of those things I'm like that's the ideology, whatever we have right now, spread it out, give it away. We don't need to grow. We don't need to invest. Well, people that are capitalists, people that are free market capitalists. Well, they think very long term, sometimes not so long term. Sometimes you're like, well, we really need to get our profits up for next quarter because I got options contracts that are going to be expiring. You know, so that's so that's part of it, of course. But then there's other people like like Jeff Bezos, who have a 200 year timeline, who want to completely change the way that we gather energy and and Musk, who wants to make us a multi-planetary species and extend the light of consciousness beyond Earth. Socialists can't be bothered with those kind of things. So they can't be bothered with these future ideas. Sometimes it's they sometimes socialists can't be bothered with, oh, I don't know, how are we going to pay the bills next month? And, and by that, I mean, how are you going to pay for all of these programs when you've used up all of the resources from the people who are very productive? Remember, we'll go back to Bernie Sanders' first tweet. Actually, let's read his tweet from Elon, the, responding to Elon Musk, who was trying to defend himself against Bernie Sanders' first tweet. Space travel is an exciting idea. Right now, we need to focus on Earth and create a progressive tax system so that children don't go hungry, people are not homeless, and all Americans have health care. The level of inequality in America is obscene and a threat to our democracy. Now, if you're a Bernie Sanders supporter, if you're someone who can only go one half to one level deep in your thinking, and you only decide if something is a good idea, if it makes you feel good when someone else says it, then this, is, this all sounds great. Yeah, why will we mess with space? Why will we mess with trying to go to Mars or anything like that uh, when we have people that are hungry? You know, there's people that need places to live, all kinds of stuff, okay? So if we create a progressive tax system that Bernie Sanders wants, we're going to make sure that children don't go hungry, people are not homeless, and that Americans have health care. Now, does the wealth that Musk and Bezos have have anything to do with achieving those goals at all? No. No. No, not at all. If you, if you put both of them in around $180 billion, uh, it would take in total 20 days for the United States government to spend all of their wealth on the current programs that we currently have going right now. Current expenditures. 20 days, the U.S. government would spend all of their wealth. So why is it that Bernie thinks that he can come in and say, Musk and Bezos shouldn't have this wealth because we need to create a system so children don't go hungry and people aren't homeless and Americans can have health care. Does anyone ever think like, yeah, that sounds great. Wait, is that possible? No, no one ever thinks that far into anything. They stop it. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, we're going to stop all those bad things. He just said bad things. And he said we could stop it from this thing, and therefore that's what we have to do. Yes, do it. Yes, sir. That's as far as the thought goes. There's never a question of, well, how much money do those guys have? 
How much money does the U.S. government already spend currently? How many days would it take for all of their wealth to be gone? Look at 20 days. Literally, less than a month, guys, all their wealth would be completely gone. You would get the current programs that you have right now and nothing else. And that's it. And then their wealth would be gone. But which one do you think is more useful? Which one do you actually think is more productive and could actually help more people over time? It's pretty simple. It's pretty freaking simple, but it's not simple to people who think like this. Or, I don't know, regurgitate their emotional responses like this. Can, can you call it thinking? I'm not sure. All right, so he's, he's really, really hammering down on this CEO thing right now and business in general. Obviously, Bernie, been a crazy communist for a long time. We all know that. Long time. Not a crazy, well, a devout communist that was one time kicked out of a commune because he didn't do anything except for talk about organizing everyone in the commune. <laughs> and so they eventually had to kick him out, okay? It's literally the most perfect story that you could ever have, and you couldn't make it up lit if you were going to write a movie that were somehow that was somehow going to make fun of Bernie Sanders and his ideas, you would come up with some kind of crazy thing where he had joined the commune and at one time had been kicked out of a commune as a communist. And that's what you would try to come up with. But in this case, is actually true. I mean, you, you just couldn't make it any better. You really couldn't. Unless you somehow then constructed a world where the guy lived to be 90, 100 years old and never had a job in his entire life that wasn't paid to him by money that was forcefully stolen from other people against their will under threat of imprisonment, of imprisonment or death. Like that is the only way that you could make the story any better is, uh, is if you added that into it. So I guess, it, I guess it could be a better story. I don't know. I don't know. So he, he's moving in on this CEO pay thing now. I will tell you, I have spent the entire day researching CEO pay statistics, worker pay statistics, how exactly they come to all of these numbers. And I'm going to tell you this right now. If you are not willing to spend multiple hours and hours and days trying to find the answers to the right questions, then you will never know the answers to how much the CEOs get paid what percentage of it? Uh, what? How many times the worker pay is it? What are workers getting paid as a percentage increase from what they were getting paid back in 1978? Is our is our number that everyone's talking about? Seems like a random number. I don't know, but that's the that's the year that everyone's talking about. Okay, so if you wanted to find those statistics, you're going to have a very tough time because it doesn't matter what question you type in to Google, or in my case, DuckDuckGo, or anything like that, it doesn't matter what you type in, the same Economic Policy Institute propaganda is going to pop up for multiple pages. If I say, what is the, literally, I typed in earlier, what is total worker compensation in 1978? And all I got was CEOs make 278 times the average employee. Uh, worker pays increased by 11.6% over this amount of time. Literally just all articles spewing from the same BS 
Economic Policy Institute study. I'll tell you why it's BS here in a minute. So it's very difficult to find these numbers, okay? But Bernie's going with it, as usual. It doesn't matter if the numbers are real. He's going with it. That's what he has to do. So last week, introduced a new bill that is going to raise taxes on companies with excessive CEO pay. Because this is actually going to solve the problem. That Paying the CEO less will solve the problem. Because I'll tell you this right now, this isn't going to equal in a whole bunch of wage raises for all the people that are making their wages. It's going to equal them trying to find ways to make the CEOs pay less. Because in the case, if you take an example like Walmart, trying to raise the workers' wages up to an amount that would not result in a tax penalty would cost them billions and billions, to use uh, Trump slash Bernie Sanders talk right there, to raise up the wages to an amount that would not create this penalty for the tax would cost them tens of billions of dollars in, in extra worker compensation. All right. Now, extra wages. I won't say worker compensation because we'll be talking about the difference between those two here in just a little bit. It would cost them tens of billions in extra worker pay to not hit this threshold. Or they can pay an extra $900 million in taxes every year. Or they can pay their CEO less or find a way to fudge the numbers a little bit more to make sure that that ratio is not being hit. I can tell you one thing, it's not going to equal immensely higher wages for the employees because that is by far the most expensive option. It would be way cheaper to just pay the tax. Okay, so what you're actually going to end up having is that people are just going to end up paying a tax and then the government's going to take that money and then they're going to set the money on fire in a, in a span of a couple hours from the time that they receive it, just like they do with most of the other money that they receive. And then it's going to be gone. Okay. It's going to be taken out of the coffers of the business who is going to use it for productive means. And then it's going to be given to the government and they're going to set it on fire. That's what's going to happen because that's what the government does with money. All right. So it's not going to help anything whatsoever, except it will help some people who are driven by hatred of people who have more than they do. It will make some of those people feel better. So if that's the goal, then it'll probably achieve that goal. If that's what you actually want to do, is just make some people feel better while achieving nothing other than making yourself feel better, then it will take care of that problem. Lickety split. No issue whatsoever. Just depends on what your goals are. All right? So he's spouting out this this common stat that is just everywhere and it all stems from the same study and if you go further down the pages you will get all the debunks of that study which are completely accurate but everything is stemmed off of this study all right it's kind of the same thing from the study that said that uh the rich pay lower taxes than the poor that was all based on one completely terrible, bogus study that did not take into account whether or not all of your taxes were refunded plus some and you actually paid no taxes or actually received money back from the government in a study 
about whether or not the rich or the poor paid more taxes. They did not take into account the fact that the poor were given all of their tax money back at the end of the year. And they still, still this study drives all of the articles and all of the search results for that. It's insane. This is the same thing right here. I'll, uh, let's see, let me bring up Bernie's tweet. You're going to watch the video sometime. So from Bernie right here, CEO pay growth from 1979 to 2019, 1,167%. Worker pay growth from 1979 to 2019, 13.7%. Maybe it's a radical idea, but I think it's time we created an economy that works for the working people and not of the country and not just a few other people. I don't know. I don't have to actually read it. So one more time, CEO pay growth from 1979 to 2019 was 1167%. Worker pay growth from 1979 to 2019, 13.7%. Maybe it's a radical idea, but I think it's time we created an economy that looks out for the working people of this country and not just the CEOs. You see, what they're really all concerned about is the the inequality number, first off. We'll talk about that. They're worried about the inequality number, not the actual standard of living. I've had this argument several times with people online. I would say, are, are you actually saying that people are worse off today than they were 50 years ago? And she's like, well, that's an easy thing to figure out. And posts an article in response that says, inequality has increased blah, blah, whoever the hell cares percent over this time. I said, that's not what I was asking. Are people better off now than they used to be? No response, of course. Like once you, we all know that once you open up that part of someone's brain where they realize that they might be wrong, what they do is they probably block you or delete the tweet or something like that. Anything to not respond. We all know that that is the case. Okay. So I got no response on that. So first off, I don't care what the CEO pay growth was. I don't care. I literally do not care what the growth was. But if we're going to talk about it, we better make sure that we're using the right numbers. Wouldn't that be important? Because this statistic that he's spewing is not accurate. It's just not, it's not actual numbers. And even if it were accurate, we got to talk about how you pull those numbers in the first place. Um, well, let me just bring, let me bring the tweet back up here. First off, you're going for CEOs. You're going from a time where there weren't a lot of benefits and compensation. I'm sure, of course there was some, but there weren't a lot of benefits and compensation outside of what the salary was. Okay. So you're going from straight up salary figures with some benefits in 1979 to a time now where CEOs, most of their pay comes from the benefits, the extra compensation, the bonus compensation and the stock options. Okay. So you went from a time where not only if you were just moving from salary pay to salary pay, that would be one thing. 
but you're moving from salary pay to salary plus stock options and all kinds of other benefits. Mainly it's the stock options that matter. Something that was not as common at that time. Okay, so already that's going to inflate the percentage. It's going to inflate the total compensation. And if you just went from salary to salary, it would be much less. For instance, I mean, Walmart's CEO, uh, you know, made $22 million in one year, but his actual salary was $2 million. Okay, so he made 10 times more than what his actual salary was. So keep that in the back of your mind when you see things like CEO pay growth between those 40 years was 1,200%. What do you think salary to salary would be? Now, here's the other part of that statistic, the worker pay growth part. We also went from a time where there weren't many benefits to a time where there are a lot of benefits, even if we don't want to admit it. You get discounted health insurance if it's not, if it's not actually provided to you. A lot of places will provide the health insurance to you. Of course, I mean, you're going to be paying for it a little bit out of pocket or out of your paycheck. So that's going to be going to you. There's going to be 401k contributions. There's going to be bonuses, things like that. Even your minimum wage or even your hourly wage jobs have discounts on health care, discounts on all sorts of other stuff. McDonald's has a 401k contribution plan. Walmart. There's all kinds of different things than what there was in 1979. Now, here is the kicker for the statistic. The CEO pay growth number includes the compensation, total compensation. The worker pay growth number only includes the hourly pay. That's it. Doesn't include any type of extra compensation. You think Bernie doesn't know this? When he's talking about these numbers, do you think he's literally clueless that the numbers he's using are insanely off from one another? Do you think he, he actually is clueless to this point? No, he's not clueless to, these point, to this point. He's a manipulative communist. That's why he tweets the things that he does. Because he has hatred for people who have a lot. He probably has compassion for people who don't have much, but he's got more hatred than he does have compassion. You can tell. Because if he had more compassion, he wouldn't say as many stupid things all the time. And he would actually try to do things that would help people and not just things that would hurt people who have a lot. He would try to actually do things that would help people who didn't have so much. But his focus is on doing things to hurt people who have a lot. So you can tell whether or not he's got more hatred than compassion or vice versa. You, you can go ahead and use your deductive reasoning to figure that out, okay? So you get this consistent thing going on. You know, I've, I'm looking and I see this all over the place. CNBC title right here. CEOs see pay growth 1,000% in the last 40 years. Now I make 278 times the average worker. Now, do they make a lot of times the average worker? Yeah. Yeah, when you pay... When you compare the, um, the top paid person at a company with an average person at the company, that's, it's going to be a lot. And it should be a lot, honestly. It should be a, it should be a hell of a lot. Okay? I mean, literally, if you're a CEO, if you're at Walmart and your CEO makes a decision that changes 
your netting, your income, your gross income by a percent, they make a decision and it changes your income by a percent. You're talking billions of dollars. Okay. Billions, five, six billion dollars that they could make a decision that it would change. Now, if you can find a way to have your CEO make a total compensation of $22 million to make sure that they don't make a decision that costs you a percent of your total income, would it be worth it to you? It would. It'd be worth a lot more than that, actually. You could actually do the math on that, which is what they do. They do do the math on that, okay? Because they're good at making money. The government's good at taking money and spending it. Corporations are good at producing things. They're good at making money. They're good at providing jobs out of the actual free market economy where people do things that are valuable to each other and they, they transact and they give their money freely between the two parties. The government doesn't know how to do that. Bernie doesn't know how to do that. He's never had a job in his life where his money wasn't coming from someone's bank account through force. He has no idea how to do this. All he understands is how to take from others and then distribute it because that's the only way that he's made money his entire life. So he thinks that that's the only way that other people need to make money too. All right. So from that CNBC article, of course, it's also important to, well, I don't know, read the way that they came up with those numbers because they say it in the article. I know that that's not popular these days to actually say it in the article. In terms of the pay benefits and the value of stock options, when they are exercised, they're talking about stock options in, included in the pay and the stock options being exercised because sometimes they don't make the goals, okay? Total CEO compensation growth was 1,000% from 1978 to 2018. That compares with a wage increase of just 11.9% for what the Liberal Leaning Institute terms average workers. Now they're talking about the Economic Policy Institute. Everywhere you read from it, it says it is a left-leaning organization. Although every time you search anything having to do with these two subjects, you're going to get three pages of search results that are all basing back to the Economic Policy Institute's study that did not include total compensation for workers, not just their hourly wages, but total compensation in their comparisons. They included it for the CEOs, but they did not include it for the average hourly workers. What do you think their goals are when they do that? Oh, okay, I'm trying to calm down now because sometimes I get a little bit heated. The EPI also, Economic Policy Institute, also goes out there and they're talking about how productivity, productivity has changed. Productivity has gone up from this number year to that number year. And look, look, the actual wages, the hourly compensation has not followed. Yet again, from the same study, here is what the productivity has gone up, and here is what the hourly compensation has done to follow. Now, they do not take into account any type of other compensation for those lowly hourly workers, only the hourly compensation. A lot of people don't realize how much more money the company spends on you, other than what what it is that you're taking home. You see this and you're like, oh, that's all I'm worth to you? No, on average, they're paying about 30% more than what you're making before taxes to actually have you as an employee. So take the number before taxes 
and then add 30% to that. And that's what you're actually costing the company most of the time. It's on average, I think the actual average amount is 25%, but 25, 30, hey, for Bernie, you might as well make it 1,000%. Who cares if we're going to be talking Bernie math this whole time, right? It doesn't really matter. You can just make it whatever percent you want to make it. Now, remember in this chart right here, you see, look at that divergence there. Look at that separation. You get your productivity going up 228% and your hourly compensation's gone up 100%. Man, this is terrible. Now, if you actually talk about the, the total compensation, like the real compensation of people, and you use the accurate statistics uh, when it comes to inflation and all that, you can actually see what those lines would really look like. And in all seriousness, they're, they're, they're right on top of each other. Yes, the actual compensation is down a little bit when it comes to what the actual growth in the labor productivity is a little bit, but it's not a line that's 50% less than the other line. Okay. It's like 8% less than the other line. That's a big difference when it comes to, I don't know, making arguments that are going to completely change uh, the entire world's economy and where you're going to destroy all of the money, actual productive money creation, and just have unproductive money creation, which is what the government does. And that this is somehow going to make everything better. Guys, these are not new ideas. And if you actually, let's pretend for a second that our, we're pretending here. This is not real, right? We're libertarians. This wouldn't be our goal. What if our goal was to have the best life for the most amount of people? Okay. What if we weren't just selfish SOBs who only cared about ourselves? What if our actual goal was to have the best lives for the most amount of people? What policies would you actually go with? You could go with ones that sound good. That's what you want to do. Or you can go with ones that will actually work. And I really don't have uh, any examples to talk negatively about Bernie's policies, um, except for like the 100 million people that were murdered or starved to death, uh, you know, in the 20th century from the exact same ideas that Bernie has right now. That's other than that. Okay, so I'm trying to come at these from a non-biased perspective, you know, but I'm kind of biased to the ideas uh, that I have because they've actually more than likely saved the lives of hundreds of millions of people. A lot of people that wouldn't be able to be alive, maybe billions of people. You think about actual advancements in agriculture and medicine, mainly agriculture, honestly, the fact that we can get five times the yield off of an acre that we used to be able to get. Anyway, we won't, we won't have to go into that. But there's a lot of people that are alive today that wouldn't be alive if it were not for capitalism. And there's a lot of people that are dead today or that don't exist because their parents are dead because of the ideas that Bernie has. So when I come at this, I'm not coming at this as I'm a selfish piece of crap and I really just want to see Elon Musk all the wealth. I hope he comes to my house and takes all the things that I have and all the assets that I have because I really just want to see Elon Musk having all the wealth and, and shooting my wealth up in the Mars. That's not the idea. But somehow, that's what it's portrayed as. And uh, it doesn't really seem to make a whole lot of sense. There's one other thing, an interesting thing that Bernie will do. And he posted about Zoom. Okay. You guys know Zoom? 
you know, when you guys do a Zoom call, ticker symbol ZM, if you want to look up some of these numbers that I'm about to just spew out real quick. Uh, but anyway, if you paid $15 a month for a Zoom Pro membership, you paid more to Zoom than Zoom paid in federal income taxes, even as it made $660 million in profits last year, a 4,000% increase since 2019. Yes, it's time to end a rigged tax code that benefits the wealthy and powerful. So once again, if you paid your Zoom membership, then you paid more to Zoom than Zoom paid in taxes last year. Is that true? Well, he said federal income taxes. Is that true? Yes. That actually would, it would be true. I don't think he's lying about that number right there. Now, he's not going to talk about state taxes. He's not going to talk about any kind of sales taxes, any kind of other taxes that they had to pay. He's going to talk about federal income taxes because that's the one that he can use. There's a reason that he said that it paid in federal income taxes. He wouldn't have, he wouldn't have put those words in there if they weren't very important. So we don't have to go into the idea that, well, they paid other taxes. As we make that, uh, that example for... Make that example for Amazon, of course, that's an easy one. Paid billions in state taxes and other taxes, but they didn't pay the federal income tax, right? With Zoom, it's another really good example of uh, people like Bernie or people that have the socialist communist mindset. There's like this very weird thing that happens. If a business loses money, who who owns a piece of that loss? Who gets a piece of the loss? Do the workers owe money back to the business? No. Uh, does the government owe uh, 35, we'll see at that time, the corporate tax rate? Well, we'll just say the 21%. Does the government owe 21% of the loss back to the business when they took a loss that year? No, they don't. Okay, so who own, who actually owns that percentage of the loss when a business loses money? The business does. The shareholders will. Uh, their owners will. The banks that fronted the money or the investors will. They're the ones that are going to take the, the blow from that loss. What happens when a business makes money? What if they have a lot of profits? Well, in that case, the workers deserve a piece of it. The government deserves a piece of it. Not the owners. The owners don't deserve a piece of it. Their pay needs to be the exact same regardless. They only, they only own a piece of it if it's a loss. Not, not if it goes up. They shouldn't get a piece of it then. Okay. No, the workers need to get more if they make money. The government, of course, needs to come in and take their 21% because the, the company made money. And this is the idea. That, that these kind of people have. They want to share in the profits. They don't want to share in the losses. So what's really interesting, a company like Zoom, who literally just started making money, like this year, they just started making money. And why did they start making money? Or last year, sorry. Why did they start making money? Well, they, they made money because the government shut down the entire freaking economy. Because they shut down all the schools. They forced a lot of businesses to close. They made a lot of money because of that, because everyone had to switch to an online lifestyle. That's why Zoom made all the money in the first place. Let's, let's not forget that before the pandemic, Zoom was losing money every year. All right. 
to the to the tune of about fifteen million dollars. Uh, Save twenty seventeen. Uh, they lost nine million dollars in twenty eighteen. They're kind of even in twenty nineteen, and then all of a sudden, they make like six hundred million dollars in twenty twenty. Can someone tell me any kind of weird stuff that happened in 2020 that made it to where all the people had to go get a Zoom membership? Anyone come up with anything? But not only that, why did they not pay any taxes? They didn't pay any taxes because they were able to carry over their losses from the previous years. Okay, remember we started by asking who owes the money when when they lose money? Who owns a piece of that? Well, the owners do. The thing is, when you file the taxes, you're going to file your taxes. You're going to say, well, I lost money. Okay, so I'm not going to owe you any income taxes because my income was negative. Then the next year, you lose money again. I'm just like in the case of Amazon. And the next year, you lose money again. And the next year, you lose money again. And the next year, you lose money again. And this goes on for 10 years. For 10, 15 years, you just lose money every year. And what ends up happening is you accrue all these losses. And later, you're able to use them when you start making money and say, hey, I know I made money this year, but I lost a crap ton of money over the last several years. And now it's weird that all of a sudden this year I start making money and y'all want to take a piece of it. So why don't you let me deduct some of my losses from the previous years towards what I would owe in taxes this year? Since y'all weren't clamoring to, to fork over money to me when I was losing money for the past 10 years. No one was fighting to send me a bunch of money. No one was fighting to send me 21% of my losses over the last 10 years. Who was doing that? No one. So this year, when I owe the 21%, how about you just allow me to deduct some of my losses from the previous years? And I'm going to deduct the maximum amount that I can this year. And if I have some left over, I'm going to add that on to next year until I can deduct as much of these losses as I possibly can. And so in the words of Bernie Sanders, they paid the taxes that they owe. That's, that's it. That's the tax code. And honestly, that part of it makes sense. Of course it does, because I don't think there needs to be any taxes anyway. But that part of the tax code does make sense. If you lost money multiple years, yeah, you didn't, you didn't uh, have to pay in your income taxes that year, but also you need to be able to deduct that against the years where you start making money. That would only be fair, wouldn't it? I don't know, guys, if you think I missed anything, one big thing I missed with the CEO pay. Hold on a second here. Y'all don't go nowhere, okay? One big thing I missed. Does it matter? Does it matter that over the last 10, 11, 12 years, The Federal Reserve has been pumping trillions of dollars into propping up the stock market. Does this matter at all? When it comes to CEO pay compensation and the fact that uh, 90% of Walmart's CEO's pay came from his stock ownership in Walmart. Okay. A lot of these CEOs are getting stock options and that is how they're making so much money. A lot of the money is coming from that. For instance, Jeff Bezos' salary was $85,000 a year. You guys think he was making more than that? Probably was able to take home more money than that, I would say. He didn't need to anyway. He had the massive ownership of Amazon, so he didn't really have to. But anyway, does the fact that the 
Federal Reserve's just been typing fake money into a computer and then buying bonds and propping up the market. Does any of that matter? At all? Probably. It probably does matter. In fact, I would say it has a lot to do with why the CEO compensation has exploded so much. So much. Because we all know that they've been using fake money to keep the market going. To keep it increasing the way it's been increasing. And so, yeah, the people whose pay is determined by the stock prices of the companies, their pay is going to go up along with that. So if you, at the end of the day, if you want to have someone to be mad at, as usual, let's just blame it on the Federal Reserve. That's the best way to do it. Okay, guys, tell a friend, tell a family member, tell your communist uncle that Bernie is a manipulative SOB and to, uh, to unfollow him on Twitter because he's rotting his brain out, man. Okay, tell them to come listen to the Good Morning Liberty podcast, Hawaii's favorite morning show. Well, it's a little late by the time. Australia's favorite morning show. We don't exactly make morning time in the U.S. these days, but hey, whatever. We identify as a podcast that releases at morning time in the U.S. <laughs> Just in case I didn't offend anyone, I wanted to make sure I threw that in there. So tell all your friends, tell all your family. You guys do all that. Then we'll be back again tomorrow. I think both of us are going to be here. Okay. Until then, have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. Liberty.